Hello and welcome to Encounters with Destiny, Ramjack Ascendant. Hello everyone, I'm Alex. Joining us today for our podcast is our good friend, Brad. Hello citizens, hello. Kicking off April with a uh, TNT episode. Indeed. A much anticipated episode as it deals with fashion. All kinds of fashion issues. Alex is having all kinds of weird camera issues where he just freezes at times. It's very strange. <laughs> no idea why, because our, both our internets are like lightning fast at this point. Friend, what's going on? What's happening? Not much. Um, I do have a house update. Okay. And I'd also like did to say that Did you buy another one? Brad, now don't, don't <gasps> laugh as hard as you did the last time. <laughs> No. Uh, also, just really quick, drinking another Starlight Coke Zero. Nice. Brad, you told me earlier, rocking the cherry. There's something about Starlight I really enjoy. I'm just, but this will be one of the last ones I buy because apparently they're abundant in Orlando, but not as common up here in Ohio. Saw a grip of them. Grip them over the weekend. I was like, wow, they got a lot of those. All right. I've had my fill. The house update. Mm-hmm. So they offered to sell us their pool table and the refrigerator in the garage and the palm tree. Yeah. We've been over some of this already. Mm-hmm. We got the pool table and the refrigerator for a steal. Like these are really nice pool table. The refrigerator is really nice, but it's really old. And it's one of the, it, they replaced theirs. It was like, ah, we'll keep it around as an extra freezer. Cool. But no word on the palm tree. You got contacted over the weekend by the sellers. Uh-huh. Guys, look, look, this this really breaks our hearts because we're so fond of this palm tree. But when the mover, the professional moving company tried to move it, there there are like hairline cracks in the pot that we've had for a while and used. And it's no big deal because we just move it around like every every season at the end of spring and at, uh, through summer and like the beginning of fall. We wheel this plant out for the whole neighborhood to see and put it out on our driveway or like in the back. I don't know where to put it. On the porch and they just enjoy like a little mini palm tree but the movers said if they move it across country and they, they've moved to like two states away um that those little hairline fractures in the pot might actually crack and they will not move it <laughs> i told you uh friends i wish i wish this had been in the podcast last week but it was before we recorded um alex was talking about how how they don't seem to be moving this tree and i told you i said you're keeping that tree they it's- are not taking it so they said, look, <laughs> consider it a gift if you want. If not, it's a we curse. will call someone it's a over curse tree. You got a curse it. tree. <laughs> they said they'd call someone over to take, like, they would get rid of it if, if they had to. But they offered it to us for free as a gift. Uh, they they paid, like, a grand for this originally, and it has grown a little bit. Because it's a real fucking palm tree. <laughs> Couldn't travel. The movie company said we will not move it across. So now <laughs> we have a palm tree. <laughs> they don't want it. They don't, they don't want, want it. it. And you're stuck with it. I mean, worst case, someone will come and buy a palm tree or like come take it from us. I don't know who, but yeah, good luck. Good, good luck. Good luck. Uh, your grandchildren will love that tree someday. <laughs> mm. So we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep everyone posted on how the palm tree develops. Maybe there'll be pictures with the palm tree. I don't know. I'm just sending you a screenshot from when your uh, screen froze a few minutes ago. It's fine <laughs> now, but it was just a very funny uh, uh, post. It looks like I'm praying with yeah. my fingers across, but like with a derpy face on. Like, God, yeah. are you there? <laughs> Adorable. Um, but also good news, we get to move in early because nice. they're completely out. Like they've already kind of vacated and they're gone. So wow. we're just waiting, counting the days down to sign and then get access. So we're going to move a week early, hang out, get the painters in there, get all the, everything that we want painted. Should be a fun time. Nice. Pretty soon I'll be talking to you guys from the new Ramjack studio. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Let's hope the acoustics are better in that place. I think it will be, but it's all good. It's all good. I, um, I, <sighs> I got a fucking text message from my landlord today. No, no. 
these people, like, they, so they messaged me like a couple months ago, and they were just like, just want to check and see if everything's okay, if you need anything, and are you planning on staying with us for a while? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, like, what do you, do you want me to sign a new lease? Because, like, I don't want to sign a new lease. So, I don't know what you're getting at. So, make yourself clear. And I was like, um, everything's fine. Yeah, doing, yeah, it's fine. I just, uh, yeah, I'm fine here at the moment. Uh, whatever. Um, they messaged me today again and just checking in to make sure everything's okay. Wanting to see if, if you're going to be staying with us, question mark. Uh, we're going over leases. And I was like, ah, it's like the middle of the day. What do you fucking want? Uh, and I was like, I have no immediate plans of moving. That's what that's what I that's what I said. No, actually, I said, uh, um, as mentioned previously, I have no immediate plans of moving. Nice. I mean, you are a good tenant. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. of course, I want to keep you around, but trying to court you for another lease? Pass. Well, I just like if you want if you want me to sign a new lease, tell me you want me to sign a new lease. Cause like I I just don't like this like bullshit where I feel like you're gonna ambush me with a lease. Cause like I again I I like I my first year lease did that one and then like late in the game like a couple months late they sent me a new one to sign and then I haven't had one since. So like I I like I am I am so month to month I've been month to month for a couple of years now. And I am fine with it. Because obviously, A, first of all, this place is really tiny. I, th I'm sure they have trouble, like, getting anyone to rent one of these places. So they want to keep me. Luckily, they're not raising my rent. So I... But, like, I am leaving here sometime between September and beginning of November. That is when I am going to be out of here. And, like, if they try to put me down on some fucking numbers, I'm going to be like, all right, well then... I, it's gonna have to be short because it's not gonna happen. Not gonna fucking happen. Just don't know what they're doing. Like, leave me alone. What does that I mean? mean? Are you planning on staying with us? I, what? Yeah, that I live is here. One of the the best things about when you're renting is when you get to that month to month after the lease. Because you're like, cool. I'll let you guys know if anything changes. Yeah. At my old place in Covington, um, when I lived down there, I was month to month for many, many, many years. Once yeah. my first lease ran out. Absolutely. And dude was fine. Look, that was awesome. That was a really awesome situation. I had a really great landlord, but... Uh, like, honestly, most of the places I've lived, it's, it's been, like, one-year lease. And after that, it was just month-to-month -month going yeah. forward. Yeah. So... Hmm. The only this place that was game was uh, Monster Castle, which was always month-to-month, -month, as it should be. <laughs> it should be day-to-day. -day. Look, you have an option month-to-month -to, -month to vacate should you wish it. I mean, do first... you ever drive by for old times' sake? Yeah, every once in a while, just to like, because it's close by. I mean, it's, you know, it's less than a mile away. I can pop by there. And it, yeah, it's always weird. It's always creepy. Like, I Are don't you know. You hoping how... to go by one day and it's like burned to the ground or like. How, how would you notice the difference? Like, I, that place was. I, like, I don't know how I made it through the first 24 hours. Dude, I mean, we all go through phases in our life or where things like that happen. We've talked about the Monster Castle many times before. <laughs> and it's called that for a reason. You got I out. Mean... Um, Alex, on the subject of monsters. Oh. Can I tell you about a monster? Ooh, a monster story? Yes, a monster story. A monster story of Dr. Michael Morbius. Morbius? I <laughs> uh, saw Morbius. Ooh. Uh, like, it is so bland. It is, it is nothing. It's, it's nothing. Like, it is the most predictable movie. Like, there is... You could not be surprised watching Morbius. It's impossible. There is nothing. This movie, I, 
it, there's nothing. There's, this movie is nothing. This movie is nothing. It's nothing. Who who is the target audience? Like, who's the person that would really enjoy this movie? <laughs> there isn't one. The target audience is people that are like, huh, I can't believe they made a Morbius movie. I guess I'll see it. I mean, <laughs> let's see what they do. Let's see if how this works. That's the audience. Hmm. People are I mean, like, ah, oh, I guess I'll go see a Morbius movie. Hmm. Out of the whole canon of Spider-Man characters, Morbius is a weird choice it's like, to have a feature film about. If you were gonna take a random ass Spider-Man villain and make a movie, like I, there's only one I could think of that would be worse as a standalone movie, and that's Craven, which they're also making. Mm. No. Oh yeah, that's happening. Why? Like it's in production right now. Craven the Hunter. They're making a standalone Craven movie. Why? <laughs> Not connected to Spider-Man. Like, what's... Wait, was he just gonna hunt animals? Like... Make a Mary Jane movie. I would much rather, like, any story with Mary Jane would be better. Just focus on her and how she lives around Spider-Man, yeah, maybe? But, uh, yeah, but there, uh, that's... Then you gotta get, like... Yeah, it's hard to do. Uh, rights are confusing. I don't know. Isn't Mary Jane in the other ones? I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movies, sadly. I've always waited for them to stream, and they're never on the streaming services that I have. So I I do plan at some point to rent them, because I do want to see them. I I, I enjoy Spider-Man, and I really want to see the new one, but I need to see the two before it to really get it in context, I think, or I I want to. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're good. Watch them. But I thought Mary Jane was a character in that. I yes and no, not really. Oh man, it, there's well, an MJ, okay. but not not. It's not Mary Jane. Interesting. Well, there's not. Okay, look. Yeah, we it's we bend and she's flex great. because it's yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a great actress. I and I want to see Tom Holland is more Spider Man because I've only seen him in the the proper Marvel oh, movies. I yeah, very good, very good. Need to see those movies. Venom, Morbius, Craven. Why? Because that's what because that's what they own. Because that's what Sony owns. Yikes! Like. Yeah. I love it's, an Aunt May movie. Let's yeah. see what Aunt May and uh Especially Uncle Foxy are up to. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. There you go. Let's do May forever. Um Craven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's talk about Morbius. Let's talk about Morbius. Guys, there's gonna be spoilers for Morbius because I like who cares? Brad rarely spoils a movie for our listeners, and I'm very glad that he is because I have I will not see more no, no ever, gonna, and I'm curious. Listen, listen, I listen. I set it up. I explained it. If you if you if you want to see Morbius, it's because you were like, "What the fuck is this movie?" And me spoiling it isn't going to change that. And you've probably already seen it because if you were curious enough to see Morbius, you're not going to wait and see it the second or third week. I mean, come on. Unless you just want to give it a bump to try to make it um, do better at the box office than. The the new Harry Potter thing. So there's a new Harry Potter movie. Yeah, there's Gross. another fantastic whatever. Our secrets of Dumbledore's or like didn't even know. Yeah, I, who cares? Fuck J.K. Rowling. Like she's a monster. Like there's a real monster. I mean, they try to say Dr. Michael Morbius is a monster. Um, J.K. Rowling, huh? Huh? There's a monster. Well, I mean, Jared Leto is in this, and I hear he is also yeah, a monster. Yeah, Jared Leto is a monster, sure. He's pretty much a monster. Matt yeah. Smith, I hear, but is pretty good, though. Listen, listen. If Okay, here's your bracket for the week, Alex. Who's the bigger <laughs> monster? J.K. Rowling or Jared Leto? That is going to be really hard. And that 
Jared Leto is notorious. He has a cult. He preys on people in many ways. He's so method that he does that. Well, he ex he tries to excuse a lot of stuff. Excuse me, I'm just method acting, but does some really shitty, horrible, gross things. So fuck him already. Um, but J.K. Rowling made something that children and a lot of people love, even to this day. Um, they now have to wrestle with the concept of the creator being batshit crazy and also like just really a bad person. Yeah. Um, and holds a lot of bad personal beliefs about people. Yeah, she's a fucking turf. Yeah. She's a proud, adamant turf. Like, and she, she uses her money and power to fucking rail against trans people. Yeah. And that's not cool, J.K. Rowling. And all of her fan base, for the most part, are very open and accepting people, totally cool with trans people, and are taken aback. Like, gross. How the I, fuck I, could I, you be like this? all of her fan base. Like, is like... I, well, I, I tried to say not all. No. I, I would say I would say the majority of people who like Harry Potter... I, there's a... I, I, I don't want to get too close into this. Okay, maybe maybe it's more split. Um, but anyway, her fan base, some of them have to grip, like, really think about And I'm not a fanatic about anything like anyone who's obsessed with Harry Potter is, or really anything. I, I'm just not obsessed with the many things that much. Do I like things and get very knowledgeable on them? Sure. But I do not make it my lifestyle? Like, my house is not decorated in anything um, that I'm a fan of. Yeah, all that to say, these Harry Potter people really have to, to deal with that. I'd almost say J.K. Rowling has a wider breadth of people that she can, I guess, offend and be a monstrous to. Where Jared Leto, even though he's been in lots of movies and horrible, some people just are like, eh, he's just an actor. Maybe people haven't seen his movies. Maybe people just glance off of him. Again, even though he has a cult and they have done some stuff, what is it? I, he does his own kind of like Burning Man-like thing in Europe or some, I mean, he's a horrible person. I feel like... Like, Jared Leto, like, he sucks. But, yeah. like, unless you're directly encountering Jared Leto, you're just stuck watching him in shitty movies. True. You, like, you can avoid Jared Leto. It's not, he's not going to directly influence your life. J.K. Rowling has made all of our lives worse. True. Like, the fact that no one can reference another goddamn book but Harry fucking Potter. True. I mean, even besides her person, I mean, yeah, the I, larger like, concept of Harry Potter being what just, it is. Uh, just on Harry Potter alone, that's a pretty strong bar. But then you put in all the turf shit? No, fuck. J.K. Rowling, I think, takes J.K. Rowling all the way. So she yeah. moves forward in the bracket this week. Yeah. So she's there with the power of flight and Nancy Pelosi. That's a yeah, that's a room of monsters to Ooh, avoid. Boy. Stay bracket, back. The bracket's getting crazy this year, guys. Um, But back to Dr. Michael Maurice. <laughs> I, first of all, you know, a lot of people talk about like, oh man, I'm so sick of origin stories. Come on now, everyone loves a good origin story. What if your movie kind of had two origin stories, but like they couldn't figure it out or maybe they changed the <laughs> plot or something happened. And so you just kind of, kind of have two different ones. Okay. Because something happened. Something happened. Like, it's going to come out that something happened. Something was majorly changed. And they had two different versions of the origin in this movie. And so you just kind of have two pieces of two different things. Well, Brad, it's it's common. Like, like the Bible, I don't know if you know this, has two different creation stories in it. One after the other. Sure, sure. Are you telling me that God changed its mind and went back and redid it? Hmm. Maybe maybe God had a, had a, had a hand in Morbius. Uh, because this movie, first of all, the trailer, because everyone's seen the trailer for Morbius, because that movie, that movie has been about to come out for like five <laughs> years. It was yes, like filmed in 2019. <laughs> like this thing has been around. Al almost all of the scenes in the trailer are either not in the movie or why 
wildly different in the movie. That's awesome. <laughs> like they something happened because you know you've seen that scene like they're they're in that mountain they're like in that um place they've got a helicopter and um he's going into the cave and he's got a, he's got the the water's coming down and he puts his hand out and all the bats come out. So that's in the movie, but that's about it. Like there's. Uh, what we're to assume from this is this is where he gets his bats. We don't, that's, I feel like that was a version where he injected himself with whatever and became a Morbius monster then. Okay. Like, I think that was a version of the origin story, but the, it's all cut up. So you'd have no idea, that, that scene is just on its own in like a little island of nothingness. Makes no sense. Um, hmm. Then they like 24 hours earlier, that bullshit. And wow. like, but it's clearly, I think there were two different origins and they just kind of picked the coolest scenes from each one. Because it does, I don't understand why that's in the movie at all. Like, something happened. There could be an interesting way to play with that, and obviously they didn't do that or you would have mentioned it, where no one's quite sure how the origin story is and different characters are, like, thinking about what it could be. But no, you're telling me no, no, it was I'm just a horrible edit job. That, there's that scene, and then there's a full origin story where he goes to international waters, like, on a ship and, like, ha and injects himself with the serum he made from the bats um, that he keeps in a bat tube, by the way. He's got a tube of bats... Got a big tube of bats. That huh. the bats are just like cramped in? Like No, it's like a real big tube. Okay, like, big tube. I, I don't know how big a tube, because I'm very confused at the end of the movie, because he gets a, he calls up his bat friends, and I'm not sure if they're the bat friends from his bat tube, or if he's just calling rando bats. And it's like, hey rando bats, help a guy out in the subway. Um, I got I'm fighting somebody and I need some help, bat friends. Um, or if they they broke out of his tube. I don't know how the bats got out of the bat tube. A lot of questions hmm. about where the bats at the end of the movie come from, because he calls on some bat friends to help him out. Um, don't know where they came from or how they got there. Interesting. I mean, I know he uses now, his powers to call his bat friends, but... So what? Hmm? This might shock you, Brad, uh -huh. but I know almost nothing about Morbius other what? than what I learned in the the Fox Morning cartoon animated uh -huh. Spider-Man series. Yeah. What the fuck is Morbius? Okay, Alex, let, let, me, let me pitch you an idea here. All right. Okay. What if there was a guy who was like, who like ha had like a disease and like he, he, he like he was, he had like, he, he had like uh, crutches. He could, he could barely walk. He was very sickly and he was dying. And oh, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm crippled and dying. Oh, and I have a disease and I'm really pale and gaunt. What if, what if he create, what if he was a great, brilliant scientist and then he injected himself with something. So instead of being frail and, and and crippled and gaunt, what if he was just like like real strong and a different kind of pale and like could and his face kind of turned into like a, a, a like a monster vampire face sometimes and he had to drink blood. But sometimes Only he looks sometimes. sometimes sometimes he just looks like a real cool guy. It's just when he gets hungry, he gets all weird looking and loses his nose somehow. Oh, that's weird. Like it just goes inside of him? Like it yeah, retracts? Yeah, he just kind of, yeah, kind of has like a bat face. Does he have any superpowers? Yes. Okay, now that's interesting. Yes. And he did, he got this himself. He thought bats are the, are the creature I can use their yeah, DNA there's special to help bats me. from the bat cave that he, that he can use to cure his disease. Now, did his parents die after an opera as they left early for some reason? Don't know anything about his parents. Okay. Um, we do we do know um he goes to a special hospital in uh, in Greece that specializes in treating this condition mm. um he goes there um, and he, they introduce him to the bats no they introduce him to another boy that has the, the same disease um and they become friends and this is dr who um yes this is dr who um he 
Our, 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 our guy, uh, Michael Morbius, decides to call Doctor Who Milo, even though that's not his name. No way. He's like, your name's Milo now. Why? He's like, my name's not Milo. He's like, yeah, oh, well, the kid that, that kept slept in that bed before, his name was Milo. His name was Milo? Well, actually, they were, my, the, real, the real Milo was like four Milos ago, but now you're Milo. So that's your name now. Monster out the gate. That's um, horrible. This dude, Doctor Who decides... To go by Milo going forward. Well, I mean, like, he already goes by Doctor Who, so I mean... Like, he's, like, literally, like, as a little kid, like, just letting this guy change his name. And Yikes. I don't know how long they're in the hospital together. They do become friends. Okay. And maybe more... I feel like Doctor Who's oh. kind of in love with Dr. Michael Morbius. Um... Because, like, at one point, like, he leaves him, like, a letter, and, like, it flies out the window, and Doctor Who gets beat up by some, by some street thugs. <laughs> trying Why? To, trying to retrieve his letter, because, you know, oh, no. kids love beating up kids with crutches. Um, it's wild. It's very wild. Uh, but, like, to have, to, not only to let someone change your name, but then to go by that, and have other people call you by that name is weird. That's weird. Very strange. I don't like it. It's not okay. So is this supposed to give us a character insights into Morbius's character that like he's just an asshole and will force no, people? No, because he's the good one. Doctor Who's the bad one. How? <laughs> he changed your. He forced you. He bullied you into changing your name. Yeah, yeah. You're Milo number four or five. Yeah. yeah, it's real weird. It's real fucking weird. It's real fucking weird. Um, also, Doctor Michael Morbius wins the Nobel Prize and then nice. tells the Nobel Committee to go fuck themselves. Is this rated R? No, because they cut that out. We just we just find out that he told them he didn't he, he rejected the prize. Like we see him there, like in like full outfit, like and uh, um now, and now presenting the award to Dr. Michael Morbius. And then we cut away, and they're like, I can't believe you did that, Dr. Michael Morbius. Does he win for his bat serum? Um, no, he wins because he invented fake blood. But blood that acts like blood, but yeah. synthetic blood. Yeah. Okay. He made up fake. It's blue, though. Which, I don't know, like, if we, like, great. Okay, I understand there's blood shortages, and, like, having a fake blood would be an amazing breakthrough. Oh, of course. Sure. But, like, if, if it's blue, like, people are going to look weird. You can't well, just have blue stuff going through your veins, right? People, in case in point, COVID and the vaccine, people were going crazy. And that's like a clear solution. You're telling me those people are going to allow you to put blue liquid inside of their body? Of course not. Like, and will it, it actually wouldn't change how you look that much because I, I mean, maybe, but not as much as you would think. I, I just, I feel like, I, I just feel like if there's blue blood, like, coursing through, I mean, I know maybe, you know, obviously your body is going to incorporate it and at some point it'll be replaced and you'll have all normal yeah. blood. But when you're full of blue blood, I just feel like, I, I don't know, I imagine, I in my mind, I feel like we're just going to see a lot of weird blue veins on people. <laughs> like, when it starts to permeate the rest of their cells, you think it might just turn everyone to look like a pale, almost like, you would look paler than normal yeah, for look, a while. You would look weird. You'd look emo. You'd look weird. You'd yeah, look weird. You'd look like a vampire guy. I'm like, hey, Dr. Michael Morbius, could you maybe die at red at least? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're already, I, mean, I, like, I know it's it mainly here, so you can have a vampire drink blood and it's just like blue and it's yeah. somehow not rated R or whatever, but okay. Make it green. Why blue? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird, guys, it's a weird fucking movie. It's a weird movie. So how, what happens with Doctor Who? He's the bad guy? Yeah, he's a bad guy. What is he guy. trying to do that's bad? Well, he, want, he, wants, to, he wants to be a Morbius. Because Michael Morbius takes it and turns into a monster. Um, but he's also, you know, he's also drinking fake blood and, you know, 
He's, you know, but Doctor Who's like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be a Morbius. Make me a Morbius, please. I'm dying too, you know? And he's like, yeah, but you don't want this. It'll like make you a monster and you'll hurt people and you'll dr have to drink blood and it'll be bad. And he's like, yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying. So could I have superpowers too, please? I, I still don't see how Morbius is the good guy. Give oh. your friend, your dying friend, the cure. Well, because he's Dr. Michael Morbius, Alex, he's a good guy. He helps people. He's a doctor. He, uh, he, he has bat friends. He, uh, uh he, he, he doesn't want to hurt people. Like, he, at first he hurts a lot of people on the boat. He kills almost everybody on the boat. But he's out of control. <laughs> he's turned into a vampire. He can't, he doesn't, as soon as he wakes up from that, he's like, oh my God, what have I done? This is terrible. And then he starts only drinking blue blood. Okay, but what about those people? I he mean, killed? Alex, listen. You may think he's a monster, but would a but would a a monster? Would a vampire? Would a monster? Uh, would you ever hear them say, "Um, uh, thank you for your service"? Oh God, <laughs> Should maybe. Should vampires say thank you for your service to like former like state-sponsored murderers? That's weird. No. Why are you uh pandering to that audience in Morbius? It's very strange. It's very strange. The movie is so boring. It's so dumb. Like, I don't does even Matt know. Does Matt Smith ever become a Morbius? Like, does he steal it and become one? Yeah. Do they have to fight? Of course. So Morbius uh, fights yes, Morbius. Alex, that's the entire... Thank you. Yeah. Obviously, you guessed the entire movie. That's it. And our Morbius wins. Jared yeah. Leto. Yeah, because he calls his bat friends. But why can't Matt Smith? Just because he's new to the power? Well, no, because he just wants to hurt people. He doesn't care. He's just, oh, okay. he'll, he's just eating people. Like, ah, I'm a Morbius. He reaches for people to consume, not reaches out for friends for help. And that's exactly. where our Morbius yeah. Yeah. wins slightly, yeah. maybe a little. Yeah. I think mainly, mainly Doctor Who's just jealous that like Morbius might have a girlfriend because he's oh. in love with Doctor Michael Morbius, and uh, I think that's what's going on. Do they ever say fuck in the movie? I doubt it. Like it's it's because not you're rated allowed. R. Like they may have got I, like they're allowed one, I guess, but I don't remember yeah. it. Who cares? Well, I, if they had said fuck outside of the context of him not saying fuck off in like the, the hard cut thing anywhere else, I would have immediately been like, this movie sucks. Why would you not use fuck in the place we want you to use fuck at and like take it back and be like it happened off camera? That's bullshit. Well, he didn't actually say fuck you. He just like rejected the Nobel Prize. He should have said fuck you. Yeah, I, I mean, he like he probably like I, he went there. He went. He went to the awards ceremony. Hello? And then you see the look on his face like, I don't really want to be here. And then they cut away and they're like, I can't believe you did that. Don't you realize that how much that could have helped the hospital just on name recognition alone? But you turn your nose up at the award? Okay, I, I thought that they said, I can't believe you said fuck you when you <laughs> so, uh, I, I thought he was literally saying fuck on stage or like it was a lead to believe he was. And I was like, well, that's stupid. Just say the word fuck. You're allowed one. Sorry, I misinterpreted that Morbius yeah. scene in a movie that, like you said, Again, is bland as this toast. this movie is just cutting out anything you might want to see. Like, you want to see what he says at the fucking Nobel Prize. Like, why are you there? Why did you get dressed up for this? Does it ever? I, okay, so I hear there's a post-credit scene that at least kind of starts to introduce oh, what might happen in the future. There are two post-credit scenes, and one of them Michael Keaton didn't show up for. That's awesome. Um, because they're both the Michael Keaton. The Michael Keaton scene that's in the trailer, not in the movie. Not Ooh. in the movie. Different scene. The first post-credit scene is there's an empty jail cell, and then you see like that from well from the last Spider-Man. You see like the whole multiverse like thing in the sky opening up. 
And then all of a sudden, uh, Michael Keaton shows up in an empty jail cell and he's like, what? How did I get here? And then like, again, these are post credit scenes. We go to like a news footage and it's like, a man appeared in the middle of a jail cell. Uh, nobody knows who he is or how he got there. What's going on? Weird. It's like, cool. Thanks for the exposition on your post credit scene, movie. Um, and then, second post-credit scene, um, Dr. Michael Morbius is driving around in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> wherever they can shoot for free, I guess. And he gets out of his car in the middle of the desert, and all of a sudden, um, Vulture, Michael Keaton in full Vulture costume, that he is somehow... I guess rebuilt in this universe to the exact specifications he had in the other universe even though that was all built from like alien technology that I don't think he has in this universe. He's um never takes off his mask by the way. Never takes off his mask. That's not Michael Keaton. Um, <laughs> that's just CGI. And is like, "Hey, hey there Dr. Michael Morbius." Yeah, I think you and me should get together. We could do some. We could do a lot of good. Uh, I think I don't know how I got here, but I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. I don't even know if Spider-Man's in this universe. I don't think he is because no one's ever mentioned Spider-Man before. So I I haven't watched the new Spider-Man movie yet, um, but I do know portals open up that people come from their other universes into that that what I guess the main Marvel universe we're used to. So this movie leads you to believe that Morbius exists in another Marvel universe. Yeah, Morbius and Ven Morbius and Venom are in the same universe. Okay, so Peter Parker is not. Do we don't know about any Spider-Mans in this universe at all. So it could be played by someone totally different yeah. if it was a Spider-Man. Interesting. Or I guess it no would one. stand I think a reason. Not, I think there's no Spider-Mans in this universe. Well, that's stupid. I think we're just... I, again, we're having a Craven movie. It's gonna... Like, the Sony universe is Venom, Carnage, Dr. Michael Morbius, and Craven the Hunter. The that's worst. Your, that's your universe. The worst. Like, I know they want to make a Sinister Six. First of all, like... Why? Who are they fighting? Yeah, first of all, Morbius and Venom are not in the Sinister Six. No! So, like, already... Carnage isn't in the Sinister Six. No. I haven't seen the last Venom movie yet, so I don't even know if Carnage is still alive. So, like, maybe... Like, they don't even have... They're nowhere close to Six. Like, they're not going to make it. It's not going to happen. Also, who are they fighting? There's no Spider-Man! <laughs> They're gonna have to have like a new Spider-Man? I mean, what is up? It's a very weird. I guess they could do like a, a Miles Morales or a Spider-Gwen or... They could, but the, they, they're having success with those movies being like CGI movies. Oh so, yeah, true. Like, what are they gonna make, have another one? They gonna have a different Miles Morales when they're already doing... Like, I, They got a multiverse, they can do whatever they want now. They could, but again, this is Sony. Like, the, they're like old school trying to do this shit. They're not good at making movies. Like, <laughs> they're gonna do that thing where like, oh no, no, we, we've got our, spi our Spider-Man to CGI Miles Morales and we're very happy with him. We don't want to, like, make him in another form with a different actor. That may hurt our CGI Miles Morales Spider-Man movie franchise. I mean, you're right. Sony does not know what they're doing. They're Poor not Sony. good at this. They made a Morbius movie. <laughs> they made a movie about Morbius. Who do we have? We'll make a movie out of everyone we have. Everybody? <laughs> Craven the Hunter. What is he hunting? So they're going down the list of notable names in their small little roster. Who's next after Craven? Who's another like obscure Spider-Man villain or hero that they might have access to? Scorpion the movie. Scorpion the movie. Ah. Uh, uh, I'd really have to be. Is Stiltman Spider-Man? No, that's more Daredevil. Okay, I couldn't remember if, if if there was a crossover there. I mean, I, I yeah, I think I think that would fall under Daredevil. As far as they've already done go. this. 
Mysterio in the Spider-Man movie. They've done Vulture. I don't think they can, but I, I well, I guess because they get Vulture. So yeah, I guess the ones that are technically Sony slash Marvel, I guess they're that's all still free. So I mean, I guess they can do Spider-Man. I I just don't know how that works. Like, can they, can, does Sony, like, does Sony fully own Spider-Man? Can they do that? I don't know. Can, why don't, like, can they just have Tom Holland be their Spider-Man? I think, so I know there's a post credit scene in the second Venom movie that starts to, um, if, if I'm remembering what they told, what I remember people saying it was, it might start to hint at what they might try to do. But I don't know if I want to spoil that for you, friend. Or even if it's a spoiler, because again, once the multiverse hits, all bets are off. But I don't know. I don't. I kind of don't want Spider-Man involved just because I don't want Spider-Man to have to, to do this bullshit for Sony and their little roster of characters. I mean, can they have Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Like, That'd everyone wants cool. Andrew Garfield back now that after he was in the last Spider-Man. No one wants Toby back? Nobody wants Toby back. Come on. I, I, thanks, Toby. Good to see you. No thanks. No thanks. I'm so glad you showed up to the party. Wait, Andrew, no, what are nobody you doing old man next Spider-Man. week? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there you go. I don't we know can how have this two works, Spider-Man like, at once. That'd be pretty neat. Despite the fact that I guess they could, it really seems like they are dead set on, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> We're just going to use all the adjacent Spider-Man characters. Black Cat. I guess that's a Spider-Man villain that they yeah, can bring into Yeah, they could do Black Cat, I guess. Black Cat could be good. Black Cat versus the Sinister Six. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. No. So, Black Cat, a cat burglar, kind of similar to Catwoman, but not really. Um... She's fighting the Sinister Six? Huh. Okay. Okay. Very weird. Very weird. Very weird. Um, I've watched something recently. Um, on Paramount Plus, Paramount has made well, actually I think it's Showtime, or um, I don't remember what studio or what what company is making it, but Paramount Plus has bought the rights to actually show it. Um, Halo is now a TV show. And it is graphically violent in a way that I was not expecting in the first episode. Have we talked about this already? No, I don't okay, know nothing about this. Sure. Okay, I talked to someone else about it because it is it is bizarre. Um, Halo video game series, really freaking old right now. Microsoft owns it. Bungie, I know, was doing it for a while. It's about a space marine named Master Chief, and um, the first video game super fun. You're flying through space. These aliens attack. I, I, the first game that made me scream out loud at my computer screen. This was before I screamed at uh, Darth Vader when we were playing Battlefront 2. Good times. That was a good time. So this was around that time that I played. I was like, okay, Halo's actually pretty fun. I finished the game, fun times, kind of ends on a cliffhanger. They make a second, third, and fifth. I mean, there's tons of Halos now. So they made a TV show about it. And the TV show, I don't know much about the lore. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I will say Paramount Plus sucks when you have commercials. I, I pay for the cheapest plan because I don't really want to. I, I'm just there for Star Trek and that's about it because I don't know if I'm going to finish watching Halo. But I really wish I'd adopted for the more expensive plan that has no commercials because it sucks with commercials. Oof. It is garbage with commercials. So I might end up dropping it and just hoping that later I, I pick it back up when more stuff happens and just go get to that extra tier. But anyway, watching Halo starts on a planet it's just normal planet stuff. We hear about these marines in space, and they're like, oh, this the space marines are made by the government, this um, fascist government that rules humanity in space. Surprise. And these marines are made to basically go in. They're like elite soldiers, and they just regulate humans. Like, if you're, like, protesting or you're trying to make a settlement outside of this fascist regime, nope, we're going to come in and control you. And these people just murder. Like, these, they are legendary. Everyone fears them. 
and they're like scared of them. So they're in this outside colony trying to like stay away from these fascist group space people. And there's a girl who's like a teenager and there's some of her tween and other teenage friends. They go out to the um, countryside of the space base and just trying to get some plants. They're gonna try to get high. They're trying to find some weed, Brad. Not real weed, but like whatever the planet's weed is. And they're having a last hurrah because the girl's about to ship off to another planet to go to school or something. I actually don't remember what. She's like, man, I can't wait to get off this rock. Not that I want to get away from you guys. I love you, family, my dad, cool. It's just, you know, I kind of want to do my own thing for a little bit. Then they hear a sound, Brad. Mm. A spaceship lands. It's not human at all. And she looks over and sees, like, at a distance, crazy-looking alien creatures that are kind of scared. She's like, oh, fuck. I've never seen this. I have no idea what this is. So she goes back to tell her friends, who are high as a kite. She didn't take the drugs. They did. And they're like, what's going on? And then on screen, Brad, we see kids get liquefied by laser blasts. Hmm. And it is like, whoa, what? Was not prepared for that? Just say no, motherfuckers. <laughs> These aliens got shooting like pew 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 pew, pew, pew and this and girl survives. And it's an alien survives. Barbara Bush, <laughs> but just like a Barbara Bush head, like on on like spider legs, like crawling around with laser guns. I'm saving all the other kids. Like just like laser blasts, and they're just like exploding, liquefying. The other girl is terrified. She's taking cover. These high kids are like, "What's going on?" And just like immediately getting blown up. Aliens don't give a fuck. They have like these laser swords that like cut them in half. And you're like, wow, did not expect this from Paramount Plus. I mean, I guess it's rated M for Mature, but didn't expect this out of nowhere. I mean, it is a video game where you're just running around shooting things, though. Like, I don't- Not children, not humans. <laughs> you shoot aliens. Now, granted, I felt remorse shooting those little aliens, because we find out later these are the elite alien soldiers that are genetically engineered to fight in their wars. Master Chief is what we call a Spartan soldier who's also genetically engineered to fight in wars. They're like seven or eight foot tall humans, and they're like, it's basically super soldiers versus super soldiers, and any of the other people get in the way or just get killed. But it's not this graphic. Anyway, all that to say, of course, the whole um, human colony gets murdered by these aliens, because they want to cover their tracks, they're finding some artifact. But then Master Chief and his other chief guys drop in, and they help regulate, but not by much. Everyone dies except for this girl. I, and the Master Chief takes this girl with him. Anyway, ultimately he tries to fight the regime and goes against it, which is fine. But absolutely, I, I, again, it, it was bizarre to be watching a science fiction show on what you, on a Boomer TV uh, Paramount Plus, where we have all the other CBS shows, and then suddenly there's like super graphic alien battles that I, I just wasn't prepared for it. So proceed with caution if that's your thing, but to be honest, not that good. I've watched a little bit in episode two, hard pass. There's better things to watch. Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, um, you know, doesn't sound like he calls me bat friends, so I'm like, I don't. Given the choice, I would rather watch Morbius than any more of Halo. Mainly because we've hyped it up at this point. Like, I'm curious to see what... I, I mean, I know it's going to be as boring as Toast. Yeah, wildly boring. Wildly boring. You've told me everything. There's nothing, no surprises here. But it's probably better than Halo. I... I mean, maybe. I... I'm not going to say Morbius is... There's anything... I mean... Halo's at least shocking. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Like, Morbius is kind of shocking at how unshocking it is. There you go. I mean, there's that. 
But like, I don't know. The Morbius shot comes at the end of like, oh wait, that's the movie? Oh, that's the post credit scene? No, okay. there's not. That's that. That's just it though. Like Eternals, I was like, I, I was shocked the whole way. Like, I can't believe this isn't getting better. Like Morbius, I'm like, yeah. That's exactly what this movie is. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Now they're doing that scene. Yep, that makes sense. All right. So those cops are still running around, huh? It's just, just wandering around, these two cops. All right, cool. Oh, now Morbius is, can, can fly. All right. Didn't know he could fly. Cool. Just flying around. All right. Cool. <laughs> oh, movie's over. Oh, post, wow, post credit scene. Wow, real quick. I, I think it we just faded to black and all of a sudden we're in a post credit scene. Oh, that was dumb. Oh, oh uh, credits are back. Oh, wait, there's another scene. Oh, well, Michael Keaton didn't even show up for this one. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't, I don't even know if they Ass. really recorded him. Just, they just got somebody else to, to say a couple of lines. Oh, all right. I, that or an algorithm. Probably cool. someone else. They didn't put that much money into cool. it. wonder if Morbius will be back. Doubt it. Like, it doesn't seem like a... <laughs> I mean, the odds of the Eternals coming back are better than Morbius. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, At least in some form, Angelina Jolie's character may come back. Morbius? Eh. I think Angelina Jolie is the least likely to come back. I I think it'll be a scene like, we'll we'll start off like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and we'll be like, oh my god, look, it's the body of of three of our Eternal friends. Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe Thena died here. Oh yeah, they (laughs) killed Thena. Wow. Well, at least Kingo's still around. Uh, What about those other ones? I'm... Uh, Yeah, some of them died too. Which ones? Can't remember their names. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Really trying to prove it. Well, I mean, can you give us the names of the ones? Well, you know... Uh, well, the kid's uh, a human now, since she's just aging normally. And, you oh, yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she's on Earth, I guess. Sprite's a human. Sprite's a human now. So yeah, we don't have to yeah. worry about that one. Um, what about what about Speedy Girl? Speedy Deaf Girl. Speedy, speedy, De- oh, speedy Deaf Girl died. Oh, no. Her and, yeah. her and Drig. Her and Drig. Her, her and Drig. Uh, they died. <laughs> they died. I couldn't even identify the bodies. Uh, <laughs> very dead, though. Very I dead. I mean, yeah. So did Cer- Cersei. Cersei, Athena. Fast girl, drug, dead, dead. Oh, Pip, the, dead. Pip the troll, dead. Pip the troll, dead. <laughs> yeah, we got Kingo. Uh, we got Kingo. Everyone Which one is Kingo, Harry Styles? Right? Is that? <laughs> I mean, Harry Styles is still alive. Harry Styles oh, yeah, is still Harry, here. Harry, yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry Styles. Harry Styles, Harry Styles and Kingo. Yeah. Um, Kit Harrington's running around somewhere with like his sword. Definitely I not. think. Like fuck the bl- like. Who gives a fuck about the Black Knight? No, no, no! It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in Blade. Is that a TV series or a movie? We're not sure yet. <laughs> I mean, Blade, sure. I never saw any of the old Blade movies, but I mean, they're they're cult hits at yeah. this point, and I'm sure they're fun vampire yeah, movies. Like everything Blade. I know about them is good. I guess you throw in Kit Harrington for some reason. I don't know if he's needed. Weird high. With all the Marvel characters, fuck. I mean, you could do so many great things, and these are the things you're choosing, huh? Well, Alex, can I tell you about some other superheroes real quick? I just gotta give you By a all quick, means, please. quick Riverdale update. Um, I've watched the the most recent two episodes of Riverdale. Uh, Alex, you know I was flying on such a high last mm-hmm. time, um, talking about how how Archie was super invulnerable, Betty could see auras, the dog had super hearing, and Jughead went deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that so much. But of course, in the next episode, it turns... Yes, Jughead's gone deaf, but he can read minds. Oh. So he can... He doesn't need to hear because he can hear people's thoughts. 
So well, hear I mean, them, he can hear the people hear them as they're saying them or thinking them. But he could, but, but he also, could, could, you know, also sometimes like somebody thinks something and he's and he responds to it and they're like, huh, what, what, what's that about, what, huh? Did you what? I mean, cool flex, but also he could wander into like a street and not really realize a car's coming, right? Because he can't read the mind of an inanimate object. Well, I mean, maybe he could hear the maybe he could hear the thoughts of the person in the car, like, hey, why is that guy walking in front of my car? Also, not very good because a lot of people who hit people just don't. They're not paying attention. I mean, but also we're finding out that, that they're like Jughead's gone. Jughead can can hear thoughts, but he's also deaf. Betty can see auras now, but she's having terrible migraines. Hmm. Um, it's Archie, a Archie apparently has has his own kryptonite, which is palladium. Okay. That weird metal that they were mining for that's very valuable. That he just has chunks of, by the way, that he hasn't sold. Like, this motherfucker. Almost every other episode of Riverdale is about, like, we need some money to do something for the town. And this motherfucker has got, like, a super valuable mineral, just, like, chunks of it lying around. Which are the only thing that can make him vulnerable again. So, like, I don't know, dude. Why did you ever not sell that? Well, at this point, you're selling it to maybe if someone, if your secret gets out, they could use it against you. So I could see why you want to hoard it. But they, nobody else maybe? Nobody knows he has superpowers, and nobody knows that this could be used against him. The only thing that's known is this is incredibly valued and can be sold, incredibly <laughs> valuable and can be sold for money. You're telling me, Hi, well, Hiram's gone, right? Yeah, he's dead. Okay, okay Hiram is dead. Veronica had with. him assassinated. Wow. So at that point, yeah, I guess there's no real harm. No, Sell it. Overseas, just, why not? He should have sold it for, I don't know why he hasn't already sold it. Why why was it just lying around his house? It makes you wonder what else is just lying around the house he never did I, anything like, with. Like, these people in this town are fucking stupid. Like, I... <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I can't... I can't even. What else is going on? Um, well, there's an evil British guy that's... Um, also have powers. He can he can uh, mind control people, and Ooh. he's out to take over the town in some nefarious way. He's already um he's already framed a homeless person for like an attack, and then he made the other homeless people leave town. Wow. And he probably he had someone commit suicide in Veronica's casino because he's trying to get that shut down. So. Isn't there a Jughead somewhere writing all of this, technically? That's a different universe. But I thought the whole point was that he was writing this universe to keep it around, and that he was the one that rewrote the fact that when it blows up, they get superpowers. Yeah, but I don't think we're, we're ever going to talk about that again. But I say all that to say, that means somewhere a Jughead is writing this and killing people oh. and is the like writer of this story. Other thing Jughead's doing, um, for that episode that he was deaf, um, he was like, hey, I, you know, I just can't... I can't write anymore because I need to hear music and I I can't I, my I, nothing seems right now that I can't hear so he started drawing a comic book and I'm like motherfucker like everything I've seen in this show you're a shitty writer like when he starts making a comic book it's even fucking worse <laughs> <laughs> every week I get so excited for Riverdale after you explain it and I never get to watch it I I hate that I'm gonna have to make time to watch Cheryl, it like in the other universe has been possessed by um her ancestor really again yeah, yeah. That's not a good sign. But in this time, she's much more. It's it's much more unwilling, and it's much more. Yeah, it's terrible. Why is she possessed? Uh, well, because her grandmother um did it to her twice. Yeah. Well, the, in the other universe, it was different. It wasn't her grandmother didn't force her into it. She, uh, like, they exchanged bodies, and it was a whole thing. But like this is like 
This is like her grandmother fucked her over. Yeah. Okay. Now that's lame. Like, and like put the, um, I can't remember what her name is, but yeah, put the spirit of whatever her name is into Cheryl. And now Cheryl's trying to take back control. It's, it's, it's a wild show, guys. It's a wild show. I highly recommend it. It's fucking amazing. Very weird. But I'm really sad that Jughead just didn't go down. I love the idea of everyone getting superpowers except Jughead, who has terrible consequences. (laughs) I was hoping so too, man. That would have been great. That would, that's just funny. That's, I just wanted the scene where Jughead's like, I lost my hearing. You motherfuckers have superpowers. The fuck is this? I was in the garage. <laughs> this is the last season of Riverdale, right? I mean, I always assume it's the last season, but I nothing has been announced yet. Okay, maybe they get one more. How long has the show been going on? It's been a while, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're. On, I think this is like the seventh season or something. Dang. Uh, six. This is the sixth season. Cool. Keep us posted. I do want to do a quick uh, book update. Oh yeah, let's go for it. I started reading uh, uh, Sunbelt Blues, The Failure of American Housing. Um, I'm almost through with it. I'm about uh, three-fourths of the way through. Wild, 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 wild shit. All the, like, Florida Project, like that whole situation, that whole area in Osceola County. Mm-hmm. Where there's just a lot, there's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of people, like, living in these awful, like, motels. And people in the woods, like, behind that area. Like, it is, it's fucking wild. There's one whole chapter on the people, like, living in the woods. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the, what I wasn't, like, I, I knew what this book was going in. But what I wasn't expecting is it would, like... First of all, I mean, obviously, it brings up many issues for me. Um, but also, like, especially the wood stuff, it reminded me of, like, when I was doing the research for my uh, my play about the hobos. Um, they, like, live, you know, living in, the, like, the hobo jungle. Um, so it's, like, this weird intersection, and I'm like, oh, my, this... This is a lot to take in. I take many breaks while reading this book. Um, but like, like there are people that have got like these setups like in the woods that are like elaborate. Like a guy's like, he's got like a generator and like a TV and like an air conditioner. Um, like people like, like building some like little like tent like fortresses out there. Um, it's wild. Like the, like the mechanics of it all in some of, I mean, obviously that's, you know, the, not the rule. That is the exception. But, like, there are these things that are just, like, yeah, and it's, like, just all of the different people out there and, like, how their, you know, their explanations for being out there and why and how. and So how many people roughly are out there? Like, I'm assuming a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I, who knows? Like, how could you know? Like, it's More than a hundred, we'll say, right? I, dude, there's no way to know. There's a ton of people living out there. Well, I, I ask because it seems like there's, like, a community out there at this point, right? Or, like, a, a well, group. I, I, there's a I, yes and no. I mean, it's it's not like they're living in like most of the time they're not living in large groups. Like it's people like living you know one off and like and also they've got to keep moving just because you know if they take up space you know in one area for too long they're gonna get shut down. So there's really no way to know. Even in the woods, like how yeah. dense is the woods? I again not I mean enough people. Dude, in that kind of a situation, you can't stay in one place. I know. I, I ask only because, I mean, and we this happens everywhere. In Cincinnati, there was those uh, people who lived by the river until they got rid of all of that with tents. And um, they moved to the other side of the river. And then there's also a park um, in the Kentucky side that uh, we went geocaching once, me and some friends. And there was clear signs when we were deep in those woods that people had like posted up here and not just like at first we thought 
and it may have been uh, where teenagers partied because of the way it looked, mm -hmm. but there were other areas where think, oh, someone was like maybe camping here and by that living. Yeah. And it would be pretty easy because those that's a dense forest and no even, one's going back Even still there. though, just the fact there's other people, it's not oh, safe yeah, to yeah. stay in one place. It's not safe to stay any of those places, but yeah. I'm just curious because it's it's Florida, so it's warmer there. So I guess if you could keep moving, yeah, I don't still, know. Yeah, it, it does fascinate me. I may have to read this book. It's, um, it's a fascinating book. Like it is, a very, but like also, like and then there's this sort of this like one woman that's like out there like she has like she has like terminal cancer and it's like Thanks. and she's like yeah um at least out here i'm free to do what i want like i was just losing money you know before and like i at least i can drink here and everyone's gonna leave me alone and i can fucking die in peace it's like ah wow ah wild I, like it is a lot it is a lot that that like that one the chapter on the people like living in the woods is like it is a fucking lot harsh i mean you know a lot of it's the you know like the talking about like celebration and that whole area and then like the people that like working at disney that like you know making no money having to like live in like you know a fucking shitty fucking hotel with like five other people damn yeah it's yeah that's gotta be weird because when you say working at Disney, are these the people that like travel to work there for like, I want to say internships, but I know some people go to Disney. Yeah, there's to, like, like uh, th no, not so much. That's like, the, yeah, there's like the, the, like the, um, the, yeah, the thing, whatever, whatever that's called, like the international program where they have people, especially for like Epcot and stuff. But no, this is just people like working at Disney because especially before and a lot because this is all happening. Like the, one of the chapters on the book on Disney is like when they finally passed the, um, well, when they did pass when they fought for the $15 an hour and Disney finally broke down and gave in. Nice. So, I mean, you know, but it, yeeks, it is, it's, it's crazy. It is, it is, it, it will make you very angry at capitalism if you weren't already. Um, Harder to be more angry as yeah. the days go by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just all the, also all of the shitty things Disney does to, like, not have to, you know, do anything and fucks over everything and all of their the shifty tactics. Do you think the fact, and I don't even know if this will happen, that now that I would say the present administration in Florida is upset that Disney is refusing to pay campaign funds or like, and really want them to repeal the don't say gay bill, that they'll actually revoke the stuff that lets Disney kind of self-govern itself in its area? Not a fucking chance. There's no Not fucking way. Fuck Listen, Ron DeSantis barely won the last election. He only won through like sheer power of racism. Like, I like again, barely won. He's like he can't beat Disney. Like I, I, I mean, again, I hope these motherfuckers take them, both take each other out. Like mutually assured destruction benefits everyone. But like, it's not gonna fucking happen. Like, no. He'd have to get like the Koch brothers to give him like tons of money to even fight Disney because they'll just put someone else up, right? Yeah, and the Koch, like, Koch brothers aren't on his side. Like, Koch I, I brothers, mean, yeah. Like, there's no fucking hope is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's no way he can get someone on his side to do that. Disney yeah. will choose someone else and be like, all right, also, Disney, you're out, dude. Like, Disney's not doing shit. Like, this is no, all not. fucking theater. Like, Disney didn't say anything about the don't say gay bill until after it passed. Because everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with you motherfuckers? Stop giving money to these assholes. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, sorry about that. We're against it. Hmm. I mean, they're still going to give money to them, I'm assuming, right? Of course they are. Like, they're saying they're not going to, but eh, we'll see what happens in five minutes. 
<laughs> they already could be giving him money. I Yeah, and he's still gonna keep doing it. Like, I, yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. DeSantis is just DeSantising because he's gonna be the next president and he's putting on a show. That's what he does. I dread for the country when he becomes president. It's gonna be very bad. Oh yeah, horrible. So yeah, um, highly recommend this book. Check it out. Nice, nice. Friends, is that super special time of the week where we talk about TNT. T.S. Turner was a city smart kid fighting his way off the street until he was framed for a crime he didn't commit. Amy Taylor was a young crusading lawyer. She mounted an appeal to put Turner back on the street, this time in a suit and tie, working as a private detective. Together, they are TNT. Every time we talk about a television show on Ramjack, we like to pit ourselves against the clock to see if we can summarize it in as close to a minute as possible without going over. If we go horrendously under, we're chumps. We don't want to be chumps. We don't want to explain things to you after being labeled chumps. But if we go over, we've kind of forgotten everything about the show. But if we admit it on the dot, we're brave hearts, and that's what we strive for on uh, Ramjack. And I'm assuming this week it's my turn, correct? It is. Oh, excuse me. Give me just a second. Sure. Think about what happened in this episode. Take a moment. Collect your thoughts. Think about what happened in this episode. What were people doing? What were they wearing? Uh, was this plot uh, possibly <laughs> more or less obvious than that of the, the plot of Michael Morbius? Now that is hard to say. Is it is is it more fun than Michael Morbius's plot? Then I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna say 100, right? Of course, of course. Maybe even a, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm gonna try. All right, I believe I'm you. tired, but goodness, I'm gonna give it my best right now, Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Drink some blue blood. Um, hang out with some bat friends and prepare yourself. And you will be going in three, two, one, go. The hottest fashion designer in C. Coover has uh, hired Amy, Amanda, and T to kind of trail his models because he is getting some really weird threats. He's getting pictures of his models in his latest fashion clothes cut up, not their faces though, and it bothers him. So T and Amy, Amanda are on it. They're going to different places with these models. And Mr. T is kind of a bodyguard-ish, even though he wouldn't say it. And there's a creepy guy kind of creeping out, taking pictures. And we know it's that guy who's sending the photos. And it kind of turns out that that guy used to work for the fashion dude, and that the fashion dude stole this guy's ideas, and he's got a chip on his shoulder, because he can't afford a lawyer to sue this dude into oblivion. Things take a little weird. A, a, a model may or may not have been kidnapped by this dude, and this dude is, like, the worst. Um, the fashion guy almost makes this guy jump off a building, because he's just so weak-willed. But Mr. T saves the day, kicks a gun out of someone's hand, which is amazing, takes a punch to the face and punches back, and that's it. One minute. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. I dedicate the win to the Ramjack faithful, um, to Mr. T, of course, and uh, to an almost, big, almost connect four. We got three in a row, and they just couldn't get Aunt Martha on the show. Or Detective Jones. Or Detective Jones, you're right. 
I'm missing two. We're missing two. Okay, we're missing two. But it's the cl I mean, closest. I didn't think we'd ever see Renee again. It's been forever. I didn't realize. I didn't recognize her at first because I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Oh, wait, Renee!" Yeah. Renee and Sophie in one episode. Wild. And Sophie really. Th there's a lot of stuff in this episode that I love. Um, at the beginning, mm -hmm. there's a there's a guy looking at a picture of a model, and he's in like his own studio, and it's weird. Didn't he just develop the pictures himself yeah. there? Yeah. He puts it up. He go gets a, he gets a switchblade out of a it looks like a plant planter on some shelf. I don't know. And he like clicks it open, and he just looks at the picture. This guy is obviously unhinged, or is a little weird, and then I he mean, starts like slashing it. For for this to be a fashion guy, um, dude, what is your rig out? Because your shirt is bad. Well, his day to day is just bad. Everything is very bad, very bad. Aspiring fashion guy also, trying to break into the industry. The the sounds when he's cutting this up, they they put in all these effects. Like, like what? He's he's not he, he's not a samurai. What are you doing? <laughs> I kind of like the fact that they go really heavy on the sound oh, box. Yeah, they do they, a lot of there's episode. a lot of weird stuff in this episode. That's one of them. There's also a lot of weird ADR Mr. T things happening. Um. Oh yeah. We'll talk about that here in a second. But I am upset that we haven't heard the from the first episode in a while because yeah. that was my favorite. And I every once in a while you'll hear it, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Go back to your roots show. It usually makes it. When it, the change montage, but that's about it. We hard cut from this to, and this is this may be one of my favorite scenes of the entire show because my goodness, I just love that it set it up this way. But we go back to the courthouse, Brad, and, and what's there? What's happening? Uh, for, well, first of all, there's a lot happening. There's like a rabbi mm -hmm. in the background. There's some like like construction guys wearing helmets, like running around. Like the extras, I I love it. I always love it. It's great. Um, but there's also some sketchy guys in suits. Don't know what they're up to. They get a call ringing. Or they're on the phone with someone. They can't get a call. It's a public place. Maybe they can. I don't know. And after he gets off the phone, one of these sketchy guys is over to other ones like, we've got 30 minutes to do the job. And they're like, I'd like to do this. I don't remember what he says, but yeah. they're like shaking their heads. And I thought this would be an amazing cold open because we always get like hints of things that are happening and yeah. like we never hear from it again. And I thought, holy fuck, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Let's do more of these. No, no, it is, it is wonderful. Then uh, TNT come into the scene mm -hmm. and, and Mystery's like, look, I told you I'm going to the fight with Decker. And Amy Amanda's like, well, uh, Sophie's already said she'll go in your place. I love that's <gasps> happening. I love oh, yeah. that's happening. Go Sophie. Yes. Her and Decker are going on a date. Um, Good. This is awesome. This is all I want. Yeah, this is absolutely. She's like, I told you I'm not going to some bourgeois fashion show. Like shots fired. And Amy Amanda, I don't understand her reaction. No. It's like she's it's impressed weird. that Mr. T knows that word. And I'm like, fuck you, Amy Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> It's the weirdest thing she's done in the entire in the entire se like series up to this point. Yeah, I don't like it. I like to think she's just like trying to humor him or I mean, well, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. No. I, well, I'll stop right there. It's it's not a good move, Amanda. It's not good at all. Um, so they're in the elevator and she's like, listen, uh, they he hired both of us. So we have to go to the fashion show. I love Mr. T's like a principally against going to this bullshit fashion show. 
And despite the there being a paycheck involved, we, and yeah. really, they're clearly just hiring him. Yeah. Like, they need a private investigator. They don't need a lawyer. He's got an expensive lawyer. He doesn't need Amy Amanda. He needs Mr. T. Mr. T's like, I don't know. This is bullshit. I don't like your garbage fashion. <laughs> and is it garbage fashion? I mean, we'll get to it a second. I mean, I kind of agree with Mr. T. This is some kind of bullshit fashion. Like, this is not high fashion at all. In this opening scene, Mr. T has on an awesome gray suit with a tie. Looks great. Already coming correct. I really like Amy Amanda's just like navy, like I guess, uh, skirt suit. And like that kind of like, I don't want to say pirate-like, but the white shirt underneath it, it looks more modern than it should for 89 or whenever in the late 80s this is. Yeah. And it's, Except just, it's always shocking when she's not wearing garbage too. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best, because a lot of the other things she wears in this episode are also kind of garbage. <laughs> oh boy. Um... But they, they go into the elevator with those two mysterious guys, which again, I was like, this is great. I don't know what they're up to, but I hope we never find out. But the payoff really does. I, I was like, great. It's, it's pretty good. It's like, it like I didn't see it coming and it was pretty fucking good because the one guy uh, pull, pulls out a measuring tape and wraps it around Mr. T's throat. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, it's a measuring tape. And he goes, Ugh! and we hear Amy Manda, not a move, Mr. T. It'll be all over soon. And he's like, like, what the fuck? And the guys are like measuring him for a suit. I love and it. And it's great. Like, I it's love just awesome. it. It's like, it's a funny bit. It is a very funny bit. I love it. They're asking Amy Amanda questions because of course she hired them. They're yeah. like, hey, do you want cuffs on this? Nah. But make sure you give him a red bow tie and suspenders. Um, and what I love is the scene ends and they ADR Mr. T growl in there. But definitely suspenders. And I think a red bow tie. Yeah, because it's he doesn't do it in the scene, but but in they layer it in. And it's great. I love a Mr. T growl, especially a fake one. It's very funny. Then we cut to the fashion show. And again, we've had Amy Amanda talk about like how Mr. T needs to be dressed. And but what Amy Amanda hasn't worried about is what she's gonna be wearing. <laughs> Maybe paid no attention to it for all we know. Just pick something up. I mean, the scene opens and they walk in and Amy Amanda is wearing this weird, slouchy turtleneck dress that looks terrible. I mean, it looks so weird and bad. And Mr. T's first line is, you know, Amy, it's not too late to turn back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, turn back, look in a fucking mirror. Because <laughs> Mr. T looks great as always, always looks great yeah. in a suit, looks great in a tux. Amy, Amanda, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this whole outfit is just garbage. The, the back's cut out of it, yeah. so it's trying for something, but it's not enough to say, like, it's no. just, it's too... Uh, it's too gross. It's just not good. No, and it also looks like it's a... I mean, it looks like it's, like, t-shirt material. Like, it looks bad. Like, the fabric is cheap. I mean, it is. They probably made this dress on set. Who oh, knows? It's so bad. I... The shoulder pads are not doing right. It's just... No. It's weird lines all the way around. Like, it's... It's very bad. Like, so, um, it, when she sits down and, like, you can't tell that, like, there's a dress, it's just, it, like, it, it's so slap. it looks like she's wearing a Snuggie. <laughs> it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
I really wish we'd gotten like a head to toe of her because this is a fashion episode. Her earrings are also garbage. Mm -hmm. um, just so we could have seen the full dress because maybe we're missing something. I don't think we are because no. everything. But if in a fashion centric episode, I want everyone to have a moment of fashion. I like this is even if it's bad. I, yeah. I just want to have the full effect of whatever it is. I was wildly disappointed in the fashions for this episode. I was expecting some fun, good and bad. And really, it's uh, uh, all bad. Uninteresting. It's a real Morbius. Um, as far as fashion goes. Oh, yeah. The, the fashion guy, I don't remember his name, but we'll just call him fashion guy. Yeah. He, he's the, the best designer in town, Brad, in Seacouver. Mm. Apparently, Seacouver's big enough to have, like, a fashion industry, and he's one of the big names in it. Mm. And they meet him. He's like, hey, I'm so glad you guys came. Thanks for coming. Uh, I did hire you. So cool. Um, why don't you come over here? I need to talk to you about what's going on. And then we get another shot of that guy from the beginning uh, with his camera just kind of creeping out on the periphery of the party that's going on to this event, taking pictures of people how does he like here's the problem here's the problem with this episode is main fashion guy knows creepy guy he mm -hmm. knows because like he tried to sue him but he didn't have the money to sue him because he's rich um so like he knows who this guy is this guy keeps appearing he should know who's doing this Mm -hmm. There's not, there shouldn't be a mystery at all. Yeah. And the fact that he hired, like, TNT to solve this mystery that he could have solved himself by looking around the room. Mm-hmm. Just being observant. I mean, honestly, without even looking at the room or looking around the room, he should have been like, oh, I bet it's that guy that, that I stole all of his shit and then he tried to sue me and then I fucked him over and ruined his life. I bet it's that guy. And this guy is so awkward and makes weird choices with his body that you would see him a mile away. Yeah. You would be, he'd be the first person, if you could just, your eyes casually comb the room, even fast. Let me do a quick take from this side. I hear something over here. It, you would notice him in the middle of a quick head spin. Yeah. And go back and be like, well, wait, I need a double take. What the fuck was that? Oh, it's that dude. Also, this fashion show is bullshit. Like, oh, straight up bullshit. Like, I, I mean, I, I know they, they got the location they got, like, but like, it, it, like the girls come out in their not at all interesting outfits and they just kind of dance around for a minute <laughs> and the camera moves around, but then the lights come up and it's like, hey, fashion show. Like, no, that's not, that's not how that works. Not even close. So what, there's what, there's eight outfits total this fashion show? Cool they're show. All like, and they're all just like black I, gown, like dresses. Yeah, boring as fuck. Boring. This, this is, is the not 80s. what a fashion show is for. Like I'm like, yeah. Who are these clothes for? Like these, they're basic. Yeah. This is. I. You're not showcasing anything in this fashion show. It's like watch women in modest black dresses in a badly lit room dance around for a second. One's gonna dance more than the other ones because she's our new star and she's the main yeah. woman we'll be following. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of weird choices. No, it's, it's, I, like, it should have been weirder. Like, if you're doing a fashion show, do weird. Make them kooky. Yeah. Like, make them interesting. I, you can't, this is bullshit. I don't like this at all. I'm with Mr. T. Agreed. And Amy Amanda, when her, her and T are whispering to each other, she leans over, but she's kind of, like, hunched in a strange way mm -hmm. that is not flattering. And the people behind the camera should have fucking known not to do that angle. But it's what it is. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to get, the, like, her back being open. But when she's leaning over, it kind of, it's just strange. Yeah. I do want to say really quick before we leave this scene, Mr. T's hair is awesome. Mm -hmm. Normally, he keeps it slicked back or tight, but he has it, like, up. Like, yeah. the mohawk is up, and it has, like, texture to it, and 
it's a little shiny in a way that's like cool. I am like nice, yeah. Mr. T. You're the only person that came correct to this entire fashion show. Seriously though, that he didn't want to slum it. That's why he was like, Amy, Amanda, come on. I mean, I know, I know, we try to avoid giving best dress to Mr. T most of the time because his suits are always on point. But like, he's one to beat in this episode. Oh yes, definitely. Which is which is embarrassing for the fashion episode. So after the, the the lame excuse for a fashion show, uh, the fashion guy brings his starlet up, and I don't remember her name either off the top of my head. It is, um, well, Alex, of course, we all know that it's Anita. So Anita's going to be like the next big it thing in fashion. Lonzo is the creepy guy. Lonzo. Lonzo. So creepy. Um, but Anita, he's like, look, this is Anita. She's the girl I want you to talk about. All right, I'm trying to introduce you to. And Anita kind of flirts with Mr. T a little bit. <laughs> she does it pretty much throughout the entire episode. And Mr. T is like, he smiles and he like deals with it. But I think it's a strange choice. I mean, I guess she would be flirty with Mr. T. Why not? But yeah, she's like, are you going to be my new bodyguard? And he's like, no, I'm a chaperone. And I'm like, that's, I think that's weirder. That's super weird, Mr. D. She's like, I'd rather have a bodyguard. And like, um, at one point she asked um, if uh, she can get them some champagne. And Mr. T says, I'll just have some milk and cookies. Mr. T, <laughs> I know you love milk and cookies, but like, like everywhere does not serve milk and cookies. Just in case, why not ask? She gives him an orange juice, which, all right, I guess. Well, she says, do you want orange champagne with orange juice in it? Which is like, okay. Um, we hadn't invented mimosas yet. No, it's just like, yeah, instead of saying mimosa, she's like, would you like some orange champagne with some orange juice in it? Where are the milk and cookies? <laughs> maybe more often than not, Brad, they maybe have milk and cookies some places. You just don't know because you've never asked. You didn't suspect. I guess. I In mean, the 80s, I... every place had just warm milk and cookies around. It's I... different now, though. It's I... a different world. I can't imagine going somewhere to get milk and... Milk and... Uh, milk and... Listen, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a delightful treat of milk and cookies. Oh, yeah. But do you know where you enjoy milk and cookies? Sitting on your couch at home. If mm -hmm. you're going out and getting milk and cookies, weird. Lots of Weird. questions. I mean, for a hot minute, a lot of hotels, when you would check in, they'd be like, hey, and by the way, welcome to the hotel. Here's a complimentary Oh, yeah, that's like, yeah, it's a double tree. That's their whole thing is they give you yeah. cookie. But again, getting a cookie out in the world is fine. But to get milk and cookies, specifically the pairing. Ah. I mean, that's weird. Also, just getting milk in the world is weird. I... Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Laurent, what's his name? Lorenzo? Lonzo. Lonzo. Lonzo takes more pictures. Everyone's laughing, having fun at the party, and it's it's spliced in with Lonzo back home, like just really going in with a switchblade well, and some I, new pictures. We also have like the weird scene where he like spills like like a drink on her arm or something. Oh, I forgot that that happens here. Oh yeah, and then he freaks out. He's like, "Oh, I didn't get on your dress. My dress, I mean, uh, my dress, not your dress. My dress." Uh, goodbye. She handles it gracefully, and he kind of, you say spills it on her, he spills it on himself, but only gets a little bit on her. Yeah, that's true. To where she's like, dude, you're, I'm cool. Are you cool? You are soaked. And he just awkwardly runs away. Yeah, but he does say something like, um, I, I didn't get on your dress today. Like, he's so obsessed with the dress that he designed yeah. that she's wearing. Yeah. It's creepy. Like, he's a creep to begin with, but his obsession with, like, these clothing design, listen, okay, he designed these clothes, fine. These clothes aren't that good so like i don't care like fuck you dude they 
So right now, he is considered like the villain or the criminal. They do flip yeah. the script later I mean, on. I, I, it is ob- but it is obvious from moment one. Exa- like, I don't, like, I don't know when you clocked exactly what the plot was, but like, I, like, what, it may have been in, in the pre-show, like the coming up in TNT, <laughs> where I was already like, oh, I bet that guy designed the clothes. Well, they, I think they showed the, the fashion guy holding him at gunpoint, to which it's like, well, when would that happen? No one holds someone else to gunpoint if they're the good I, guy. I think, I think they play the clip of Sophie saying, oh, he never slashes her face. It's like, oh, it's about the clothes. Oh, he designed mm. the clothes. And the other guy stole his designs. <laughs> like, it's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it is a Morbius level of, oh, yeah, this is very obvious what the plot is. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah, there is no mystery. So Mr. T's being a chaperone. Um, mm-hmm. and so well, I was going to say, we go back to the office the oh. next day and Sophie is like, because they've got a new batch of pictures that are evidence of this guy being weird. And Sophie slash Sophie is like taping them together painstakingly on the stack. She's loving it. She's like, oh, sorry, Miss uh, TNT. When you guys came in, uh, Amy, Amanda, I just really wanted to see what the dress looked like. So I taped it together. Sorry. <laughs> love it. She's great. She is awesome. Like, I really love her. And I wish she was in everything like they did. Like, she should be a character going on. I... Um, so we cut over to to where the fashion shoes are. and the 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 shoot is like they're doing this thing with like there's a turned over car and there's like uh, you know barrels with fire in them and like it, like it's like a post apocalyptic fashion yeah. shoot. Very weird for these right, boring ass clothes. Escape from New York. <laughs> give me uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I like I don't know what the when you said garbage fashion I thought that's what you meant like post apocalyptic garbage fashion. I was like well that makes sense with the photo shoot we. That is true. Other than that, like, The clothes are so, like, they're just black dresses. Like, it's just a lot of black dresses. And it doesn't make any sense because, okay, let's just pretend that these are supposed to be high-end fashion, like, really awesome black dresses. And you're, like, excited and happy in a wasteland of, like, an urban, like, post-war... And the thing is, because it's it's a dark, you know, atmosphere, the black dress is just like, you can't even see them. So I don't understand what this is supposed to be. Not at all. Like, if, if these were, like, crazy, like, colorful, like, fluorescent, like, future-looking, and we're doing like, a post-apocalyptic thing, okay, yeah, I, yeah makes sense. Okay. But, like, this is just bad. I love when Mr. T walks through the set and then, like, tries to warm his hands on the fire. Because for a second, we are led to believe, well, where's Mr. T? Oh, wait, this is the fashion set? He goes up to the, the, the dressing room and um, Anita, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting their yeah. names. Anita says, hey, I'm still getting dressed. Do you want to come help? And Mr. T's like, nope. <laughs> uh, I'd really love if there was some milk and cookies somewhere around here. And you're like, all right, Mr. T. So she's flirting with him even more. She goes and does her fashion shoot. It's weird. At one point she says something like, um, um, like after this, uh, uh, we'll go out for lunch and, and, and you can pay or something. And I'm like, you... You understand he's at work. Like, what are you, what no, are you doing? No, she doesn't understand. <laughs> like, you understand, like, he's, like, you are, this would be like uh, my boss coming to me like, hey, we're going to lunch and you're going to pay for my lunch. And I'd be like, no, I, no, well, that's, that's not how this it's works. It's more like, it's more like your boss coming to you and say, hey, uh, Brad, you want to help me get changed really quick? Ugh. Like, I'm going to change my clothes really quick. <laughs> and then you're going to go out to dinner, lunch with me, right? You're paying, right? Oh. And then you would say to them, no, wait, I thought you were going to pay. In a Mr. T voice, obviously, because yeah. that's say, the flirting back and forth. I would say, Victor, uh, first of all, um, that's inappropriate. Second of all, I'm having milk and cookies for lunch. <laughs> and he would say, so you're not eating lunch. 
they need to be like, well, context. I almost mentioned today in a meeting because someone was talking about what we had for lunch. Uh, It was a random kind of like team camaraderie thing. And someone said cheese and crackers. And someone tried to shame someone for eating cheese and crackers for lunch. I'm like, that's a totally fine, acceptable. I mean, you want a light lunch? Cheese and crackers is a staple. I mean, bread and cheese goes back since humans were eating food. Yeah. And could, you know, make those things. And I almost almost mentioned, you know, I know someone um, who once overheard that someone does not eat lunch. They eat two power, like protein bars. Three protein bars, my friend. Three? protein bars Three. over the period of lunch but refuses to call it lunch so weird that fucking 20 weird. carbs a bar easy bare minimum for any protein bar that's 60 carbs that's a meal motherfucker but i didn't do it i held back um but okay so after the fashion shoot mr t's just doing stuff there um then we get like a montage of like the fashion Ugh. district of Seacouver. all of it is gross all of it should be burned yeah I mean, it's still better than the fashion show fashion. Oh, yes, but at the same time. I mean, yeah, useless. No one knew how to dress a window in the late 80s. These are just, like, really bad displays. Just horrible. And I know they're just, like, going... I I know this is beef footage. Anyway. Amy Amanda... And what Renee? What? Um, they they show up at uh, to talk to a fashion guy, and uh, and he's like, "Oh, uh, this is Mr. T's uh, uh, niece. Uh, um, she just wanted to see the ladies." Like, "Oh, I understand. Women in fashion. I'll have someone show you around." Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Fashion guy. Mm. You're a dude and are into clothes. What do you mean, women in clothes? Like, oh, I understand. You're Mr. a person. niece wanted to see the fashion place. Um, probably not, because your fashions suck. So, <laughs> you stolen fashion. So- like, you couldn't design this? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take imagination. It doesn't take anything. Um, <sighs> before we move on too much, also bear in mind that Amy Amanda says, Renee lives with Smith T and his Aunt Martha, to which I said audibly because again I, I rarely am i moved by any entertainment to laugh at it or engage with it because i'm just not that person but where i was i said amy amanda does she live with mr t and Aunt martha because i have not seen her in forever mm-hmm. months have gone by and if she lived with them i think we would have been there when other people posted up with Aunt martha like you would see her during breakfast not there also, Brad, what do we think of Amy Amanda's fashions and Renee's fashions walking into the scene? Um, they're fine. I, I think Renee's better than Amy Amanda. I know. I, I was, I, again, in a fashion-heavy episode, I'm like, Renee, I mean, you're not beating Mr. T right now, but at the same time, I, I give you props yeah. for outshowing everyone else in the scene from a fashion perspective. Amy Amanda's not bad, but not great. Um, what I want to talk about, though, is this weird fake office um, mm-hmm. where, like, they've got this weird, like, animal print, like, they've made a fake cubicle with and put an animal print in front of it, and that's apparently this guy's desk, and I'm like, this is not an office, <laughs> they just put a desk, they put, they, they made a fake cubicle, like, and this is the boss's office in the middle of the room, this partition with an animal print? Um, why does that is a that, no, not a chance. Why no. is your off your office has the boss's desk in the middle of the room? Never. Impossible. No, very bad. Um, then we get the fashion show where they're doing the post-apocalyptic bullshit scene. Uh, fuck these montages. They're very bad. Um, but guess who comes to take some more photos? Oh, it's everyone's favorite creep, Lonzo. Lonzo's a real creep. Not only is he a real creep, he's shitty at taking covert photos because he drops his lens. 
And he's like on a place higher than everyone else. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird situation. Mr. T and uh, Anita see him after he drops the lens and then he runs. But Mr. T catches up with him, and this is impossible. Because Mr. T takes his time running up yeah. two or three flights of stairs, running across the building, and then going down three flights of stairs Listen, to a We've seen lot. Mr. T catch so many people on foot. And this guy, like, Mr. T should have caught him. He makes it to his car and drives away, and Mr. T stops. I, I, I've seen episodes where Mr. T would be able to chase him down, even if he's in a car. Oh, yeah. Like, and this guy no was problem. still in the parking lot, and Mr. T gave up. Yeah. It's not, it's not realistic. It's silly. Um, next scene starts with Sophie being amazing. <laughs> She's trying to be a model in the mirror. <laughs> it's great. I fucking love it. She's also wearing a crazy brooch that has like two airplanes on it. A little so. And she's, I mean, it's just adorable. I, I love her character. And she's got it all figured out, basically. She's, yeah. She comes in, but she explains everything to Amy and Amanda. She's like, look, just so you know, I did some research and a fashion guy was sued by this other dude, but he didn't have enough money to, to actually follow through with the suit. He claimed that the guy stole his stuff. And Amy and Amanda says, yeah, I already talked to the people about that and figured it out. I guess I could have just asked you. Yeah. And Sophie says, thank you, Miss Amy and Amanda. But the way Amy and Amanda says it is almost like a passive aggressive way of like, why aren't you doing other work that no, I pay no, you No, 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 I think you misread that. I think there was like, fuck, why did I bother talking to that dumb lawyer? You've got more information than he does. I don't know. I thought it was patronizing. I thought she was making a slight at our, our poor Sophie, and I was ready to no, stand. No, I think it's the other way around. Defend her because Amy Amanda just like talked to the lawyer and found out about this, but didn't know much about it because obviously the lawyer didn't like you know say much. But Sophie, Sophie, Sophie says Sophie had went to the library and found the articles and like actually had the fucking information she needed. Okay, I'm glad that that I glad that I'm glad that's what's actually happening. Yeah, thank you for correcting. And also, I mean, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy. That's the creep guy. <laughs> Couldn't miss him. Yeah, that's some, at, somehow the fashion guy who already knows this guy missed him. So we go to the gym, and so Mr. T, who's still being chaperone, um, still in his his suit, looks amazing, looks fucking amazing. Um, is with Anita, and he's like, didn't you read the fine print? In the morning we go shopping, but in the afternoon I get to go to the gym. It's like, weird. <laughs> you just drag her to your gym? Creepy. Um, and he goes to get changed so he can work out, and she's hanging out with Decker, who's painting, and she's like, oh, I'll help you paint. I've got some jeans in the car. Let me go get them. So she goes out to Mr. T's car. Why didn't he brief her on this? She should know better than this. Yeah. Also, Decker steps in paint, and everyone laughs at him. It's very weird. Decker wants to paint things the same old color. Mr. T says, why don't you try something new? Decker says, I like the color. She says she likes it. So Decker's like falling over himself at this pretty woman who is in this, um, in his gym. Decker, I thought you just went on a date with Sophie slash Sophie. Yeah. And I was hoping it was going well, but now you're making me question that. Yeah, this is some bullshit. I don't some appreciate it. Some bullshit. Some bullshit. So Creepy Lonzo meets Anita out of the car and is like, hello there. I'm Creepy Lonzo. I'd like to talk. You need to come with me. Well, he he doesn't say come with me. No. It, it makes it seem like he just creeped her out to a point where she followed him or like got yeah, in the car with I, I him. I don't know why she, I'm, she goes with Like, we, it, we're made to believe that he's kidnapping her, but obviously she seems she goes of her own accord. Lonzo does a thing with his mouth where he keeps it open just a little bit. That is weird. Yeah. And it makes me more scared. Um, just saying. <laughs> 
Hard cut to Lonzo on the phone. Hello, is this the fashion guy? I need you to get over here. You know who this is. It's Lonzo, and I've got uh, Anita here. You better come over. It's been me the whole time. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Mr. T comes... Mr. T, uh, who's still in his suit, which makes me believe that he changed into his gym clothes, then Anita went missing, then he changed back into his suit... And now Amy Amanda's there and is like, well, we know it's Lonzo, so why don't we just go to Lonzo's place? And they're like, all right, let me change again. We get the montage. It's spliced in with some fashion stuff we've seen with Vanita up to this point in the show. Um, cut to Lonzo's place. And Lonzo, what are you wearing, sir? <laughs> why are your jeans rolled up like that? Why do your jeans suck in general? What's with your belts? What is with your shirts? All of it is a disaster. We're stressed. I'm going to go ahead and have to say it's Lonzo. Creepy Lonzo. Close is Amy Amanda in the fashion mm -hmm. um, on the big night of the uh, fashion show. But So uh, Lonzo shows Anita all of his sketches. Shitty sketches. His, um, his Sharpie sketches, by the way, drawn with a fucking Sharpie marker. <laughs> he is right beside her. His hands are like between his legs. He's got a look of like a coy, like, oh, I can't believe I'm showing you my drawings. Like, this looks like shit. <laughs> these, yeah, it's bad. They are literally drawn with a Sharpie marker. You can't draw your... Listen, I know these dresses also look like garbage. Oh, yeah. But your dress designs are drawn with a Sharpie marker, sir. And he stole all of it from me. At this point, I'm still kind of like, well, I know this was supposed to be the twist, but but is this real? Like, is... Uh, yeah, sounds I'm like... like Lonzo might be crazy too, and this might be what's happening. Yeah, because like this is like uh, there's a reason this court case didn't go anywhere, sir. <laughs> Wasn't just because you couldn't afford it. Um, so she says, "Well, what the fuck are you gonna do? Like you've already tried to take this guy to court." And he's like, "I don't know, but when he gets here, we'll figure it out." Ugh. Knock knock. Yells down three flights of stairs. Hello, fashion guy. I think his name's like Merrick or something. Yeah, I think so. Hello, Merrick. Come on up. And again, we find out later he yelled down three flights of stairs. How Merrick heard him. Yeah. He had to like be buzzed in and he didn't buzz him in. I don't know, Ugh. but it's suspending my disbelief. Merrick comes in and is like, Anita, are you cool? Sweet. Go downstairs. I got to deal with Lorenzo. Or Lorenzo. Lonzo. Lonzo. Why do I keep calling Lorenzo? I gotta deal with Lonzo once and for all. Because Lonzo's not gonna do anything. This is just no. him being like, I know what you did. Confess. God, like, ugh, lame. Lonzo, this is why you're a loser. Lonzo is a loser. Lonzo is really... such a loser. Like, I'm pissed off that things work out for him at the end because he doesn't deserve them. He doesn't. He's garbage. Um, Merrick, fashion guy, pulls a gun. He's like, Lonzo, this is it. I mean... What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna make you jump off a fucking building and commit suicide. Like, hey, fashion guy, first of all, you're rich. You've already buried this guy because you're rich. Yeah. And you can, like, you know, your whole... What rich people can do? They can just trample over people and ruin their lives. Like, yeah. just keep doing that. Like, this guy's a no. loser. <laughs> like, you, the problem is, you went too far, buddy. You went too far. Um, but Maybe yeah, he's worried he'll creep out the talent or something if he doesn't. I mean, that's uh, what it is. So yeah, he pulls a gun on him. He's gonna make him jump off the building. And Lonzo keeps looking around like, where can I jump? Because and I was like, I bet this motherfucker is gonna jump. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I guess if he wants me to jump like, to my death, I'll jump there. And like it looks like when he's looking at a tree. Like maybe I could jump at the tree. And like you can't <laughs> get to that tree. <laughs> 
You are a fucking Super Mario. Get out of here. <laughs> the dumpsters are the pits behind his house? I like, mean, what are these things? He's such a loser. I can't even feel bad for him when he's about to be murdered. He's hunkered over. Like, it's just so pathetic. God, he's a loser. I hate him. So Merrick's like, dude, fucking jump. And Mr. T went around back and Amy Amanda went up front. Anita's trying to let Amy Amanda in, but she's having trouble with the doors. But Mr. T goes up the fire escape and comes onto the scene right as Merrick says, jump! Like, what's like what's crazy about this is you all you have to do is refuse because yeah. he can't shoot you because then clearly he's committed a murder. Like, yeah, well, I mean, he's a loser, Brad. It's he your feels, like, like can be easily wh- coerced. Like, what are you going to say? Oh, yeah, I brought. Yes, this is my gun registered to me. Yeah, um, I was afraid. So I murdered him like you. There's no good justification. Like, no, like you. If you're a rich fucking asshole, you are not going to be able to get away with like murdering this guy. I wouldn't be shocked if when he stole his designs, he just said, hey, dude, give me your designs. What? Give me your designs and tell everyone you gave them to me. And then that's it. Like, is there even really a case? Because like, if he gave them willingly, even if someone tries to bully you, I don't know he if He worked for him. Like, I mean... Yeah, I... I also, these designs suck. Either. Also, these yeah. dresses suck. So, like, I don't... Like, throwing the... I'm... Listen, I am throwing this fucking case out on the grounds that this is dumb. I'm looking for my gavel. I can't even find it. Thank you. Sorry. Judge Honorable judge. When did you get a gavel? Oh, I got a gavel. Yeah, I got a gavel for the podcast. Yeah, I did it, it, it. Um, Mr. T does a really high kick and knocks the gun out of this guy's that's hand really, That's the coolest thing in this episode. That's the best thing. That's what, yeah, that is the best thing in this episode. Um, he tries, I don't know what uh, Merrick tries to throw in Mr. T's way. At first, it looks red, like he might have grabbed yeah. like a tomato or something from the garden up there. Yeah, thought, that'd be pretty funny. Something random. He just tries to, yeah, I'm like, dude, you don't have a fucking chance. And then he tries to hit Mr. T, and Mr. T's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he yeah. just fucking punches him through a door. It's great. He punches Mr. T in the face, and Mr. T, like, doesn't even register it. And it's like, that's it? And yeah. then he's like, as Brad said, then he smashes it. I love the slow motion. It's like, he smash through the window. Maybe Amanda and uh, Anita roll up, or run up right at the time. They're like, all right, Mr. T was here. He took care of it. I still think uh, that the guy is on the ledge, like, looking for a place to jump. <laughs> still thinking that's, that's expected of him. He asked me to jump, he did. Come on, get down from there. So, so I can get down now? God. Fucking loser. loser. Fucking. No, go ahead. Just <laughs> Actually, you know, doodle for a world of favor and just go ahead and just uh, jump off of there. Ugh. So he cleans up. He shaves his face. He puts his hair in a ponytail. Mm. He wears a suit. Uh, fuck that ponytail, by the way. I mean, for the 80s. It is like a transformation happened. He might as well have yeah. taken his ponytail down and took his glasses off. I do like Anita's. She's got like a green turtleneck. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great look. Great look. Better than Amy Amanda's lame turtleneck dress, yeah. which did not work. And Amy Amanda's got a turtleneck on here. Yeah. They're back in the court. Everything's fine. Loser is going to get his trial he wanted. Now I think Amy Amanda's representing him. The other guy's got a lot. Fashion guy is pretty much finished. Yeah. All is right with the world. And Anita's helped uh, um, weirdo Lonzo... Um, he's gonna have a fashion show with his designs. People are calling him. Lonzo, please come show us your designs. Sharpie? Interesting choice. How bold. Hmm. Huh. Ruled paper in a spiral-bound notebook in a Sharpie. Interesting <laughs> choice. <laughs> oh, we're gonna pass on all of these. Thank you for coming by. Also, these designs suck, so... <laughs> 
So Brad, we're gonna say that until he left. I'm sorry, they're very bad. Have you considered doing literally anything else? <laughs> Including jumping off the top of this building, just throwing that out. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Also, get rid of that ponytail. You look dumb. <laughs> That's the episode. Like, it, it, it's not oh, done it, there. Well, it, it's almost the episode, but then they ADR in a Mr. T giggle at the very oh, end. Yeah. I can't even remember the closing joke. Anita's like, I can't believe he, I can't believe the fashion guy was such a douchebag. And Mr. T's like, ah, don't be so hard on yourself. Looks can be deceiving. Look at Lonzo. Lonzo's <laughs> so been the, messing with his tie the entire time. Yeah, so the whole, the end of the joke is, well, look at this fucking loser. <laughs> What a what a great way to end this episode. Yeah. So we're stressed as Lonzo. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Honorable mention goes Amy Amanda in most everything. And of course the other fashion models, but they can't help it. It's not they, their fault. These gross things have been put upon them. Best dress, I'm guessing, is still Mr. T in his suit. Which one? That's the tough. I that is tough. I think I like the first one the best. Yeah, um, I really like the first one too. I mean, I also like the one um, when he's um, he, when he goes to the gym and he's got the, the like the red um, necktie and the yeah, black suit. Yeah, that one's good too. They're all good. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, but I think the first, yeah, I think the first one's the best. Who, who won, won and lost? Who, yeah, I'm guessing Lonzo won. God, I say that only because is that possible? He's still a loser, but he got the tri- he's going to get the trial, and he's going to be found like yeah. This is the this is the high point of Lonzo's life. It's all downhill after this, so I guess we should give him this win. Yeah, he came with a brush of death of his own, like just voluntary going along yeah. with it. Oh my god, fashion guy, biggest loser, right? Like he. I mean, all this for Lonzo's designs, <laughs> like, he lost it laugh. all. He lost it all for nothing. Nothing. Absolutely He nothing. hired Mr. T, and Mr. T's the one that took him out. <laughs> he paid the, he paid a man to destroy him. Yeah. For Lonzo. Like, God. Wh- Two big losers in this episode, but one of them kind of won, maybe? Yeah. Wow. I mean, everyone else is just gonna, I mean, is, is equal, I would say. Anita, on top, gonna yeah. continue to be on top. Renee, wherever she's at, is coming back. Got to got to look at dresses. You know how girls are. That guy's also sexist. Fuck him. He yeah. lost this episode. Yeah. His death sucks, too. Yeah, like, everything's Love this episode of Mr. T. Cannot wait to watch the next one, Brad. We only have a few before the end of season one. Yeah. I will be staying tuned, and I hope you do, too, listener. Thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. I'm Alex. That's Brad. Ramjackpodcast.com if you want to get at us and tell us what's going on in your life. What's, what have you been watching? What do you think about um, Morbius? Is is he a vampire? I guess not, since he didn't... I mean, I guess. A vampire of his own design. He's a living vampire. He is a living, living vampire. Um, vampires? Also, YouTube channel, also Facebook. Get at us. Get at us how you want to. And friends, listen, uh, I don't know where you are currently. Um, don't, maybe you're in New York, but if you're there and you end up in the subway, you're having some trouble. Who knows? Maybe an old friend is, is hassling you. Listen, uh, we all know there's a lot of options, of course. I mean, may, maybe if you're from Riverdale, you can use some of your superpowers. I don't know maybe that's an option maybe you can call craven the hunter to assist you doubt it uh maybe uh maybe you could call michael keaton and he'll show up or like 
you know, some CGI will show up and it'll sound like Michael Keaton and, you know, he'll in, he'll imply that there's eventually gonna be, uh, like a big get-together that's never gonna fucking happen. Um, but what I would strongly suggest is that you just call your you know just call them up call them in bats you got a whole tube of them is it like three-story tube like how you saw it not me friend i have no idea these seem to be they're in like his secret lab in the hospital but like that doesn't seem to be on the first floor so like does the tube go all the way down how is he hiding these bats that no one else knows about how big are the bats they're bat-sized. Mm, there's lots of different sizes for bats. Are we talking tiny bats or like... I don't know. They're like what I think a normal bat is. Like 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 a bat size. Like like that. Okay. A smaller bat. Bats. Yeah. I guess. Regular bat. Garden variety. But there's a lot of them. Yeah. And they're in a tube. Because he keeps them in his bat tube. Don't they need to go out and eat and forage? Oh, I, he keeps them in his bat aquarium tube. What's he it's doing like an with aquarium. all like guano and stuff? Like, I don't... I don't know. Don't know. Don't know about that part. Don't know how that works. I, at one point, he gets in there, and he's like, Ah! It's me with my bats! I'm Dr. Michael Morbius! I'm hanging out with my bat friends! Ooh! And they're indifferent? Or they're just, like, flying around them, I guess? Oh, yeah, they're all cool, because he's one of them now. But I don't know if bats do that. Bats don't normally find the cool bat and, like, circle them. No, they're they're all hanging out. They're cool. They're buddies. Yeah. They're the same. It is... Because he has bat... He has bat DNA. It's bat law that when a, a larger bat enters the scene, that you have to encircle it and just start flying around. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. That's what we do. That's, that's how bats are. And then if you need them, you can call them from like across the city. I don't I don't understand how the bats <laughs> got to him in the last scene. I mean, bats use echolocation, so that can only travel the speed of sound, not light. So it's going to take a while to get across the city. And, and it just, I, I, I'm just, I don't know how they got out of the bat tube. Was, was he able to like sonically open the door to the bat tube so the bats could get down and come down to the subway? How did that work? Or is he just calling random subway bats? Bats. How many bats are in the subway? It would make sense that the bats would have their own way of getting in and out because they're bats. They need to go out and do stuff and then come back. I mean, that's what bats do. Are they going to get pent up? They're not going to. They're not going to be happy. So it makes sense that they might just be out and about at night. But these are very dangerous bats. Like how? Like these are killer bats. They're well, you didn't they're say rare. That. They're a rare freak bat. That's really? why he had to go to this weird cave to get them. And he brought them into the city? Yeah. Into in a, a hospital? How did he do it? Who knows? Wow. What negligence. He should have his license revoked. Well, he's probably going to. I mean, after he told the Nobel <laughs> Committee to fuck off. <laughs> Very weird movie. I, I, I feel like I made it sound much more interesting than it is. I mean, you really have, because now I'm like, well, maybe I need to watch. <laughs> I mean, feel free. Just to but... laugh and be like, oh, I guess Brad was right. This movie is not great. It's like, it's it's the most predictable movie ever. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, now in retrospect, there's a lot of overlap between this episode of TNT and yeah. Dr. Morbius's movie. Two losers losering out against each other. Yeah. By the way, Craven the Hunter is an upcoming superhero film. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, by Sony. Um, it's, uh, oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is in the titular role. Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be playing Craven the Hunter. So it's also, he's, um, Christopher Abbott will be playing the villain. Um, 
Alessandro Nivola will also be a villain. So is Craven the hero? Yeah, apparently. Uh, Russell Crowe's also going to be in this. So, um, movie <laughs> of Craven the hunter, the hero. Like, what's he hunting? <laughs> if he's not the villain, what is he hunting? No idea. God, this is stupid. Oh, is- Michael Dorn is in this movie? What? I'm on the internet right now. I looked up the movie and it says the cast of Craven the Hunter and Michael Dorn shows up as someone. Oh, wow. That's cool. I mean, that's the coolest thing I've heard so far about this movie. Michael Dorn. Really hope Um, the multiverse completely fractures and Worf literally walks on to the... That's when I would see that movie opening day front row. Oh, it looks like we're getting The Foreigner and uh, Chameleon as villains in this movie. (laughs) cool cool so so wait is craven the hunter and his main villain is gonna be the foreigner so it's the hunter hunting the foreigner i don't like the sound of this no nothing about this is good i mean i know they're both white guys but i i don't like i still i just don't like the sound of it yeah weird okay i don't think michael dorn is actually in this yeah i was gonna say he's not on imdb so i I, uh, I typed in craven the hunter and these are all people who have voiced craven the hunter are acting uh, as him okay that makes more sense Michael Dorn was Craven the Hunter in a movie or a TV movie thing. Yeah, he was in a car. I probably voiced him in a cartoon or a video game. What a dumb idea for a movie. 